Hello and welcome to another episode of Casting Views with your hosts, I'm Dan. And I'm Lou. And we are a podcast where we talk about anything and everything and the things in between. Excited about today, we've got more guests today and we're going to we do have more guests yeah we're going to bring them <laughs> straight in actually we've got josh and amanda from super familiar with the wilsons hello hello, hello friends thanks for having us more than welcome more than welcome i think i need to start off though last week we said lou didn't we that we were recording on the hottest day of the year so far yeah, yeah. and tonight is now the hotterest day of the year so far isn't it yeah yeah it's the more hot day of the year <laughs> unfortunately now i feel like it is true we don't really deal with hot weather very well in this in this country because i've got a fan blowing on me right now i've had ice pops i think i had about 16 of them yesterday in the space of about half an hour i just put them down me like it was nothing it was awful um and then i used some of them for something else to cool somewhere else down um <laughs> you might want to just go straight to keep ice. it classy on casting just music. go straight to yeah. ice <laughs> Well, I've always found frozen peas are quite a good oh, one as well. This is the thing I've heard, though. Pe- they've been telling people to go um, on the tube with frozen peas up their shirts. I've heard this. Honestly, I can tell you now, I get the tube to work, and I can safely say that it's when it's hot, it is one of the worst experiences yeah. in the world. There's no, like, I remember I, I, I came home in a suit because I didn't get changed. It was a really bad decision. And do you know where like it's almost like you've just had a shower, but in the day I took my jacket off and my shirt was just sodden through. Like it's not air conditioned. You have to pray that you get a seat with a bit of a draft. <laughs> I saw a thing today that only three, I think, lines on the tube are air conditioned. And they're the, yeah. the newest ones, but the most common ones, yeah, they're not. They're not air conditioned and they are basically, yeah, they are just furnaces, aren't they? I mean, we were in London yesterday. Fortunately, it wasn't too bad. But this is what I was going to say to you, Josh and Amanda. I mean, I've, I've relented as well and got a fan because you don't want to see me basically shimmering by the end of this episode, which I was last week. Looking like a Twilight <laughs> character. Yeah, the thing is, I've, Josh, I've been telling you, obviously, why it seems like it's anarchy and chaos in this country when we have heat is because we're just not geared up for it and and i was saying to you our house is built with the sole intention of keeping heat in so for you over there i mean we're going to reach i think it's 102 103 tomorrow so is that not like a nice day for you in florida (laughs) um here's the thing there's not a house in florida that doesn't have air conditioning i mean of course there are but but i mean this is a thing that that is baseline for our country you see here that we've got ceiling fans in every room. This, I, I don't understand. I do not understand how you can survive in 102. Now, 102 uh, it presumably is outside, so that means it's hotter inside your houses. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, oh, is 100%. that 102, like, actual, and we must say that we're speaking in Fahrenheit, right? Because you're not going to ask me to do Celsius. So is that 102 straight up temperature gauge or is that heat index like what it feels like oh no it'd be the temperature i don't know that they understand this language do you understand that so this language here means it is actually 98 but the heat index because of our humidity can be 107 108 so while the actual reading is different so it's but their country was built way pre-global warming i mean they well surely they've replaced houses as they as they've gone I, I mean, you're going to have to because what I read something that said this is the coolest summer on record for the rest of our lives. This will be the really, coolest really? summer on record wow. for the rest of our lives. Well, our air con up till now has been open a window at the front of the house, open a window at the back of the house, <laughs> and that's been our air con. <laughs> it's, it's, 
that's how we cool there down. are places in the states though like up north pennsylvania wisconsin minnesota up near canada where it's not the norm necessarily to have central air and heating yes right um and then we do see when we have really hot um summers or heat waves you do see increased incidence of people falling ill or fatalities so we we have it just not we're all here in florida just really super prepared for this although like idiots two or three weeks ago we decided this will be a really great time to take the kids to a theme park and went to universal and it was the heat index was 107 we lasted about two hours and the children started saying can we leave so you know when the kids are asking to leave it's just bad yeah can I just put, let let me lighten it up a bit because you just, <laughs> I just said about fatality. People dying. Jesus I did. Christ. It happens. Listen, <laughs> I need to prepare. You our need friends. to take the lemons and make lemonade. So you need to find creative ways to make this heat uh, work for you. So, for example, I don't know if you're familiar with the idea of a low country boil here in the states. This is where they get um, all sorts of great seafood ingredients, peas, carrots. They they put it in a giant. No one has ever put peas or carrots in a seafood boil. And so we're going right. to have some Americans. If you have American listeners, absolutely revolting. It's potatoes anyway. and corn. Yes. And different. So, But the idea is that you, you put it in a, a, a whole big thing to boil, all these wonderful ingredients, the flavors. Uh, so what you need to do is you need to coordinate with your office mates as you're all coming to the tube. You bring peas up your shirt. You bring potatoes up your shirt. Someone else brings the the lobster, the shrimp. Once you get to the office, all these things are cooked. They're ready. You pull them out of your shirts, put them in a pot, and bam. Bam. With just that little extra. Lunch for well, everyone. No, you keep them in the packaging. I, <laughs> I'm not a Neanderthal. Oh, I was thinking extra seasoning. Right. Jesus. <laughs> We've coordinated here because the next two days are going to be the hottest. Then it's going to tail off, but... So we've actually, because we've kind of got like an open kitchen, dining, living area, we've said, right, we're not cooking for two days. So we plan ahead and say, right, what meals are we going to eat? That's not going to use the oven, not going to use the, the stove. We've done that. I was actually going to go into the office for the two days. But then I thought, brilliant, aircon. But then I've got like about an hour's journey by car. And I'm thinking, what if there's accident on the motorway, which there are frequently. I was thinking, I'm not going to be stuck in that car for an hour. So now I'm going to work from home. Got a new fan sorted i'll stick a lobster up under my arm and a bag of peas under the other one a la josh <laughs> make sure the lobster has is no longer with us though you don't want a live lobster up yeah, under there yeah. i tell you give it four hours room temperature is also going to be done that's going to be considered done so well, that's it, actually remind me oh sorry amanda i was just going to say go back to your question yeah i reckon inside the house we are probably looking at anywhere between well, I'm, I'm going to do this in centigrade now. I don't, I don't know how to work it out. I had the Fahrenheit ready for the, the overall temperature. It's probably an extra six or seven, maybe even 10 degrees hotter oh inside. Goodness. So most evenings, our thermostat is saying it's like 104. How do you sleep? I can't bit. sleep hot. Is it hard to sleep? Yeah, it, no shit. Yeah, we on. don't really do much sleep. We, yeah, we don't, we don't, we don't do sleep in the summer here. It's awful. And you know what? The argument about air conditioning, I always hear it from people. The justification for it here is, oh well, we only get two, two, two weeks of hot sun. We only get this. We only get... No, it's because we're too cheap. We don't want to buy air conditioners. That's what it is. If we're being honest, that's actually what it is. Because when in reality, train lines here, there's been a warning that's been put out because train lines, they're worried about them buckling and having to cancel trains. But we don't have air conditioning in our homes. Well, our country's shutting it, down tomorrow, isn't it? 
Yeah, basically, yeah, yeah, they've trying to actively told yeah. people, yeah. Yeah, schools, schools are saying they don't want the children in hospitals. I've heard some hospitals are actually postponing, especially elective, elective surgeries. Elective surgeries, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's just amazing. It but is it's, crazy. It's just getting more and more consistent. I think that's the issue we're having here. Are either of you handy? Are either of you DIY folks? I can, I can, I can hold a screwdriver. Okay, so I've always <laughs> wanted to try this because I was uh, at work. We had a particular room that needed to be utilized, but the AC was broken. And so I looked up homemade air conditioners, right? <laughs> so if you look up DIY ev evaporative cooler or swamp cooler is another name for I just want to say it. I don't feel good about whatever he's about to tell you. So basically what it is is it's, <laughs> it's taking a fan and uh, finding a, um, a, a tube or a container so that when the fan is on, it blows air through a towel or a piece of fabric that has liquid in it, that has moisture. And then the, the um, air that comes out the other side is, is cooled off because of the idea of, again, evaporative cooling. And I really want to try that. See, now I actually did tell Dan about this because he picked me up the other day from the train station. And so I learned to do it with a wet T-shirt and then you sit with a fan on you. Sure, and yeah. then what it is, is it actually pulls your body heat and it uses your body heat for the evaporation. So technically your body temperature comes down. We do science lessons on this. There you go. There you go. Amazing. So, <laughs> And I can say it definitely works. So by the way. you can, definitely you can, works. and I've looked up plans for this. It's not very expensive. You can cool a room. What is this face? I don't Stop trust shaking it. Head. You can cool the room with with a an, an little bit more advanced version of what you're talking about. Just for those people listening, Amanda's been constantly shaking her head throughout this whole discussion. Because I don't want anybody <laughs> saying, I tried this because Josh from Super Familiar with Wilson said that I should, and then bad things happen. But also, they make window unit air conditioners that you just put in an open window, and then it will work. So lots of people in like the pre-war buildings in New York and things have them. So I, you uh, can do this. See, that's a good point as well, though, because the air conditioning units, we, I was having a look at them, and they're basically all sold out everywhere now, so there's no chance of getting one. But they also, with the units, do you know where you put them up against the window? I think our windows open differently as well, because we have, like, the outward ones, and they only accommodate for, do you know, the ones that, like, slide up, so you sit the panel, and so as a result, you can't even really put it out of a window correctly, because they're not made for So this windows. is an opportunity is for terrible. someone in your country... <laughs> This is it. Lou, this is it. Lou, this got is it. on Come you, on. Lou. Don't we, do whatever he said. You create do. the window unit. <laughs> We're going to machine the uh, the bit to go around the window. <laughs> well, before before we go into adverts, I'm going to leave with the absolutely fail-safe method is putting your feet in a bucket of cold water. Mm. That seriously, that seriously does do it. Or a spray bottle of of cold water. Or your head. Your 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 feet and your head are the two primary, and your armpits are the primary places where you dispel heat through your body out of your body there you go might make the pod slightly harder but next time yeah you'll see me <laughs> with a fishbowl over <laughs> i'm like hand standing in my room on my zoom call for work <laughs> right let's let's have a couple of ads and then we'll kick into the episode first let me tell you about newsly Newsly is an all-in-one audio super app for both iOS and Android. It picks up web articles about trending topics on the web at any given moment in time and reads them to you in a natural human voice. For the first time ever on the internet, the entire web becomes listenable, all in one place. Browse articles from topics you choose and start playing. Stop scrolling and start listening. 
You can follow any topic as specific as you like from sports, tech, business, science, Bitcoin, even the Kardashians. It will find you the latest articles on them and read them out to you aloud. And they have podcasts as well. Explore trending podcasts from over 80 countries. Our podcast, Casting Views, is on there too. And I've started using it as my default podcast app. They even have digital radio. Download and use Newsly for free now from www.newsly.me or from the link in the description in our show notes. If you use promo code CASTV, that's C-A-S-T-V, that you'll also find in the description, you'll receive a one-month free premium subscription. And now let's hear from good friends of the show, the Fuck My Work Life podcast. Have you ever had a bad day at work? Well, the Fuck My Work Life podcast is perfect for you. Host J and K share listeners' entertaining stories from the workplace, which may have you thinking you don't have it so bad after all. Find Fuck My Work Life on your favorite podcast platform. So this week's episode, What If, week three, I've kept it even vaguer than usual. Well, specific subject, but then as I normally do, I've kept messaging you all saying, we'll change it to this, we'll change it to this. Initially, I was thinking, what if the cell phone disappeared? today but i'm happy to open it up to kind of other technology so in my head the first the, the main two are going to be kind of like cell phones and the internet and i was talking to lou and, and the other day i was around his house and he you know again reminded me that he's younger than me and so we're going to have different very, views. very much younger yeah he, we're gonna, he's going to have different <laughs> views than me you guys have got kids so there's probably a different perspective there uh, yeah and happy for this to go wherever it goes digression always welcome on this show <laughs> So I was just having a quick look today about the cell phone. So just so we can put some things in the timeline. It's actually been going a while, but I'm going to be hypocritical and say the actual kind of modern version isn't that new. So the first genuine mobile phone service was actually in 1946. Whoa. In Missouri. First mobile car radio telephone service, apparently, AT&T. 73 was the first cell phone call. 79 was the first cell phone service the uk system launched in 1985 first uk consumer phone was 92 so still before you were born lou right yeah yeah long before <laughs> the first text message was in 92 and if we really skip down you had the first and this now has different connotations now for probably the younger generation but the first WAP phone was in 1999 first camera phone 2000 first color display 2001 Europe's first camera phone was 2002 and the iPhone was in 2007. So, you know, if you think about it, the iPhone, technically then is only 15 years old. So that's what I'm saying. It doesn't, doesn't feel that old. It's weird, isn't it? Because like, it feels like Apple dominates the world. Like they do everything, don't they? It's like you can't walk anywhere without someone having an Apple product in hand. It's interesting, though, is I actually know what the first text message was. Yeah, yeah. It said new way of communicating. Who dis? You're such a... <laughs> Lord Jesus. <laughs> I thought you were going to amaze me. You I've actually really got excited, here what it was. Yeah. I was like, no way. I was like, how do you I've know got that? what it was, and I was hoping he was going to say it. It was actually Merry Christmas. Oh, that's kind of lovely. <laughs> Boring. It was June. <laughs> it took a long time for it to get back. That's right. That's right. He sent it in June. <laughs> Stuck in the service is what it is. <laughs> it, yeah, it was Merry Christmas sent to the Vodafone director. But I like your, I like your one better. That that feels like it should be. <laughs> but yeah, I was saying to Lou the other day, my first cell phone, mobile phone, as we call them over here, I think it was in '99. So when I was um, 
How old was I in 99? No, it's actually before that. Sorry, it was in 97. So I got my first cell phone when I was 19, 20, mm-hmm. which feels quite old. But Lou, uh, Lou I think, went, no way. <laughs> yeah. 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 I was like, wow, that is... Since then, it's been a staple of, <laughs> of my life ever since. So, yeah, so the last however many years, but yeah, the last 20 odd years, it's been a staple of my life. So I think that was probably mine. I graduated college in 97 and I think that, so I was like 21, right? And I think that's when I got the first one. My The first one I used was probably 95-ish. I was dating a guy who I was driving back and forth like an hour to school and so he gave me his, but it was still the one that had to plug in and like it was... Look like Scolder, yeah. no Scolder, nope, Mulder and Scully. I said that wrong. So mine was probably around that time as well. Um, and the place I work got us cell phones, and it was the the kind that had also a built-in walkie-talkie feature. Do you, Were those are you Nokia's? aware of these? Yeah, Nokia. It was the Nokia's. Yeah. yeah. Are you aware of this? That that weirdly they felt it necessary. Now, yeah. yeah, yeah. They felt it necessary to not only be able to call but also to walkie-talkie someone, which set me up pretty early being annoyed by people who uh, talk through their speaker to other people rather than doing it discreet through. Uh, um, uh, yeah. Do, yeah. By the way, I hate that. I hate when yeah. people are in a room and they're they're on speakerphone. Lou, tell me you don't do that. No, 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 never. But do you know what it is as well? It's weird, like how um, freely, like sometimes you can hear discussion because some people have like absolutely no shame in the discussions that they're having on the telephone. It could be like doctor's appointments. Oh yeah, I've got this issue going on. The doctor's like, mm, well, I don't know why that's green. Yes. Um, and like you hear, yeah, no, 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 I can't, I can't be doing it. Can't be doing you it. You know what? What people aren't aware of, and I just recently became aware of because it happened at work. Um, people don't understand how loud their cell phone conversations are that are piped through Bluetooth through their car speakers. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. yes, 100%. Oh, my God, amazing. You can pull up at mm-hmm. traffic lights and you can fully hear. It's almost like the speaker's on the outside of the car. It's unbelievable. And so that's the thing. I, I started not using my Bluetooth in my car and oh, solely because of the purpose of like, I actually don't know if people can hear yeah. the conversation yeah, that I'm having will. outside, they just will. sat in this car park. Yeah, this is the thing. So I was like, no, I can't risk it. But it is true. You do see some belters. If, when, and people have no idea. It works really well for me because I am <laughs> super nosy and I like to hear everybody's nonsense. And But it, I mean, it's it's bad because I get really distracted and I don't do what I'm supposed to be doing. But. We're going to start a new car game. You know how there's family <laughs> car games on long, long road trips? It'll be outside cell phone conversation bingo. Yes. So if you pull up to a light and like someone's, you know, breaking up, oh, break up that center square, you know, or, you know, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, grocery list. Okay. That'll be an easy one. That'll be on the outside. And so, and so. I don't hear them so much at lights, but I hear them like I, so I, for work, I park in a parking garage and people will be parked in the parking space and having the conversation on their Bluetooth. And it's like, mm-hmm. you parked. You can now take it off of Bluetooth and have a private conversation, but you can hear it, you know, echoing throughout. What really catches me off guard with with cell phone users is the ones who have got the microphone on a little lead, like in their headphone. Mm -hmm. And so they're walking down the road talking at you. So you think they're talking at you, but they're not. They're talking on the phone. It's like all of a sudden you just see this person talking. I'm like, are you talking at me? Am I being rude? Should I be saying hello? Do you know what it is? It's even worse now because people have got like AirPods and the Mm -hmm. wireless ones which you talk through. So the other day there was a guy that had walked like directly up to me and he was just like, oh yeah, not bad mate, you alright? And I was like, yeah, I'm (laughs) alright. And he just wasn't talking to me. And then I was like, I feel feel dumb. I feel feel like the, yeah, I feel like the crazy person. Right. 
it's just the evolution though of bluetooth earpiece so mm-hmm. do you remember everyone walking around with those bluetooth ear- and they like earpieces? with your finger up against it yes <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well the funny thing is, is again it just shows you how um apple takes things and makes them cool because i used to think that people who had the the bluetooth earpieces were such knobheads right but but the <laughs> little word. the little airpods everyone's got them and it's cool and it's expected or people don't even notice it yeah, it's true. It's true. It's true. The marketing's amazing. I remember loving my first phone, even though it had a pull-out aerial. And the reason why, it had the Monty Python theme tune. And I would play, yeah, yeah, the, the pull-out aerial and the Monty Python theme tune. And that was it. I was set. I got it because I was going to uni and it was, you know, it was a bit further away. So I got it just in case the car broke down or anything. So even then, it was kind of more out of a concern if if, if anything happened rather than needing it. And if we're talking kind of about what would happen if it disappeared, I, I, I was speaking to, was on Antonio's episode recently, we were talking about films from the summer, and I was saying I picked Stand By Me, um, not because I was born in that era, just reminded me of a time when I was a kid, my mates would come round, we'd get on our bikes, mm-hmm. and my mum wouldn't see me till 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock that night. She wouldn't be worried. you just rock up when you, when you rocked up, and that was it. <laughs> and now, I mean, fortunately, I didn't kind of grow up like that, but Lou, and I'm assuming for your kids, you are keeping it, not keeping an eye, but you want to keep in touch. You want to make sure they're okay. And I'm guessing a lot of your communication day to day is going to be just checking the kids are all right. Or, or maybe I'm wrong. Maybe no, you no, you're right. No, that's, that's right. That's correct. You know, as soon as we can put a little um, GPS location collar on the kids, you know, the happier I'll feel. <laughs> well, the 15 year old. So we have, because I mean, we, we pay for her phone. We have, you know, location sharing on that, that phone. And it's not meant to... It's not meant to control her, but when she and her friends are out, I will randomly just check in to see, are they where they're supposed, they say they are, are, which they are, or, um, I can kind of like track their progress to, okay, now I need to go pick her up. Cause I've seen that she's like, you know, moved into whatever store it was, but I mean, and I'm planning on subvers- subversively keeping that until she, you know, is like in her thirties and is, is revolting against it. <laughs> we were having this conversation with our sugar coated murder friends and they were saying oh, yeah. their kids are in their thirties and they still, they still have it. So, um, yeah, we, I mean, as long as I'm paying for your cell phone bill, I, I can find out where you are. Can I just go it's back to enough. the idea of movies? I feel like, and I don't watch horror movies, but I feel like any horror movie today first has has to somehow deal with disabling the cell phones before you can have a plot yeah. that will work. Absolutely. Because think of all the horror movies from the past. Most of them would not work if cell phones existed. Oh, we're trapped in the car. Oh, okay, <laughs> but we'll just call someone right here. What if the- you don't have signal? Huh? That well, happens. See, right, but see, that's the no, thing. No, but that's what every modern film does now, isn't it? All of a sudden, you've got protagonists stuck in a dodgy situation. Art, and what's the first thing that happens? No mobile yeah, yeah. signal. This that's movie it. sponsored Always by AT&T. Yes, it because has to be. I don't know how you're, if you have AT&T over there, but the coverage Jesus. is awful here. I mean, that's what we have, but cool. Me and my partner, we were watching um, Stranger Things recently, and you know it's set in the mid '80s. And she was saying, "Well, that wouldn't happen now because I would just text them to say right. meet me there, and exactly. that wouldn't happen." See, now. And I was saying, "I know." Will, where are you? So I just started Stranger <laughs> Things. Like we don't watch it, and the 15-year-old has watched it numerative times. And so on Thursdays, our older boys come, and Josh and the older boys watch something, and she and I are always watching random things. She's like, "Mommy, watch Stranger Things with me," and um. 
we've watched the first two episodes and now I can't wait until the next Thursday. Like, I'm like, this is cool. I want to be into this great. because of, I mean, I was young in the eighties, but I still, I mean, it, it still feels familiar. Uh, but yeah, it, it would, I'm, so I'm not very far along. I'm only season one episode two, but I would be texting the upside down. Where are you? Come back. Um, Luke, <laughs> I'll just ask you then before I say something about planes, when can you remember when you got your first one? I think it probably would have been in the, would have definitely been when I was at secondary school. So that probably would have been like mid to late 2000s. So that's from 11 to 15 years old here, isn't it? Secondary school. Yeah, yeah. So that period of time. And it would have been, do you know, one of those like, I think the first one I had was like a thing from my mum and dad when they mm-hmm. changed phone. I think I had a Motorola Razor. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I had one of those. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like everyone at some point owned one. You could go into any person's house and open the drawers full of old tech and there has to be a Motorola Razor. In Why that, do we keep that, the old tech? In that drawer. Well, I've always said is that it lasts? in reality, mobile phones. <laughs> yeah, this is true. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you've got Nokia's that were built twenty years ago that are still. Uh, I had a Nokia thirty two ten. I had two. The only reason I lost the first one was I think it went down. The, I, I think I dropped it on the floor and it just smashed the screen. But the Nokia thirty two ten was a beast of a phone. Really, really was. <laughs> you can like, steamroll it and it. Well, still and work. you can with the iPhones. <laughs> I don't know of of other phones, but you can with the iPhones. Even if they don't have service, they will still call emergency. If they have battery charge, they will still call emergency services. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because I think you can, irrespective. They tell you to dial because they are built to dial out irrespective Mm -hmm. of what signal you've got, Mm -hmm. basically. But cool features as well, to be fair. There were so many attempts at making the phones funky as well. So like the Razer, I remember, was really sleek really like yeah sharp screen i had i think it was the sony ericsson and i think in america it was a w600 and my over here it was a 550 it was the first walkman branded phone because they put a, a digital radio in it and it spun around so rather than it being like a clamshell you spun it oh and it was bright orange <laughs> and it had the multicolored faces which was cool just for that See, because on my second phone was a Sony Ericsson Walkman W580i. I still remember that phone as probably my most fond one, but it was a slidey one and it had like the media player. And then when you slid it open, the back was like some like fluorescent blue color. It was so, I was, I was so cool at school for like a whole two days when people found Did out. Did you just like randomly phone. pull it out and show people even if you weren't on it? Yeah. Yeah. It, well, that's the thing. Cause I didn't have friends <laughs> to text at the time. So I just needed an excuse. <laughs> Yeah, see, I didn't have friends at the time. So I was just like, hmm, just going to cheeky change my wallpaper and see if anybody notices. Because <laughs> you couldn't do anything else on them. You're on a pay-as-you-go contract. It costs you about six quid to connect to the internet at the so time. So speaking of paying-as-you-go, so I thought that I was super smart when I got my first cell phone and had cheated the system. Because whatever I had, it the first minute was free if it was an incoming call. And so, and I had a two hour drive home. So I had a friend that would call me. We'd talk for 58 seconds. We'd hang up and they'd call back and we would do this for two hours on my drive home. That is a great hack. (laughs) I was going to say a couple of observations and then actually we'll talk about, you just remind me something about a contract. I love this. We're going everywhere. You said we could. (laughs) Yeah, no, brilliant. No, absolutely. Um, And right in the last five minutes, we'll say what if they disappeared. The Nokia was brilliant, especially the early phones, because one, it had Snake on it. And so it was a oh. really expensive way of playing Snake. <laughs> and you could do your own theme tunes, uh, your ringtones. Mm-hmm. 
I don't know if you remember that. You could download them. We had something here. I, you might have had it there. LimeWire. Did you have LimeWire? Yes. Where yes. You could, oh, like, my God, LimeWire. That murdered so many computers right. here. But you could like <laughs> somehow attach whatever LimeWire you had downloaded to um, a phone somehow. That was a thing. <laughs> what I was going to say was now contracts now for phones are brilliant. It's unlimited data, unlimited minutes, unlimited text. But back then it wasn't. It was, a, yeah, you had a contract, but you paid for it. And, and I remember the day... It, it, the, when it really dawned on me was when I met my partner, my girlfriend, and the first bill after that almost tripled. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, that, yeah. And, that, and that was when yeah, my dad said, "Right, you're paying that bill." <laughs> and it's like, "Yep, fair enough." See, you didn't have that. You didn't have the 58 second hack. I mean, that's real commitment to wanting to have a conversation with somebody. That that's impressive as well because you've at the time as well. It wasn't as easy, I guess. You would have had to have been looking directly at the screen to count your fifty-eight seconds. That's it true dedication. Safe. I was driving. It right wasn't there. safe. <laughs> Hang on a minute as well. But even with the driving thing, what was the trend where phones just went in cars throughout like the eighties and nineties? Yeah. Like every yeah. every posh car had a car phone, and nowadays you'll get six points if you pick your phone up at some traffic lights. Well, we used to let children <laughs> ride around without being, you know, in car seats. So that's true. Oh, this is also true. Seatbelts were <laughs> were a suggestion as well, I guess back then. <laughs> my thing about my first observation I was going to make is if we got rid of phones would be, and and Lou, I think this is me and you. Uh, the will says you could come in after we'd have to start talking to people because i think now most people you're going to text each other right text whatsapp etc so lou if you were i think we've said before but if you were going to meet up with your friends or or your family it's going to be a text i'm going to guess or a whatsapp yeah yeah 100 percent. like i just recently last saturday went and met up with a friend i haven't seen in um, a couple of months and it was literally four text messages and he went you doing anything saturday i went no he was like do you want to go for dinner here and i went yep see you there and that was it that was the extent of the conversation we were both met up spent eight hours having dinner and then in the pub but yeah i guess you'd have to turn around and use the house phone to turn around and bring him and hope that he was in and then you'd get his mum and his mum would be like oh do you want uh, oh yeah yeah can you please put Tom through yet please and then you'd you'd have the conversation they'd be moaning at you to get off so the bill didn't go up I guess (laughs) Josh Vanda do you tend to use your phone like texts or, or or messages as your main form of communication I don't like to talk on the phone did you though like in the 70s and no you were I mean you weren't talking on the phone in the 70s did you, did you in the 80s no I never I've never liked talking on the phone so I'm I'm much more likely uh, given the choice to text someone I agree because I think that in reality a conversation on the phone is a little bit more difficult irrespective because it's kind of like you have to go through the whole spiel so like with me and my friend we would have had a conversation and in reality it's like do you just want to meet up the pub because we'll just You'll have talk a conversation right, right. there yeah, in yeah. person yeah, yeah yeah and that's the thing i think that's probably what it promotes if that makes it sense. feels ruder doesn't it can you imagine calling someone up saying pub at six yeah and hang up you wouldn't do that <laughs> yeah. yeah we did a we did a very um awkward comedy bit where we basically uh did text conversations as if they were on the phone um and we played it on our show and i will never play it again but it underscores the fact that it doesn't work it's it would be weird and abrupt with long stretches of not talking to each other <laughs> and then yeah it wouldn't work it wouldn't work no and i actually just recently had a conversation with one of my closest friends i mean conversation via text and i mean we've known each other for 20 years we i mean we're i mean we are very close friends and we but we 
quarantine kind of just did everybody in. And so we would go stretches without talking and then we'd talk via text. And she said to me recently, well, I guess that our relationship just exists via text now. And I'm like, I thought that was understood. You want to talk on the phone? Like it felt really, really weird. And I can say this because she's not going to ever listen to this. Um, she Ooh, doesn't. No, painful. I didn't. I didn't mean that Hurtful. about you. I just meant she doesn't listen to us. Jeez, Jesus. No, she's, she God. Um, but it was just it like kind of threw me. Like, wait, I thought we all just understood we don't talk on the phone anymore. Like, I, don't you think though? Also, it's easier to say embarrassing or hard things through text than actually having to vocalize it. Yeah, but it can get really confused. I mean, it can get pretty That's tricky true. though because nuance isn't conveyed via text. I feel like we need a font for sarcasm. We need a font for different things and so we can understand yeah, it. Yeah. The only people that I tend to call um would are the kids. If I'm driving and I'm checking in to see if they're, you know, how they are, I tend to call. But that generation um Lou, I don't know how old you are. But our our teens generation in our early twenties, um, they all FaceTime, which is weird to me. Like I don't, I mean, I will FaceTime my kids, but I don't need to FaceTime my friends and watch them while I'm talking to them. But that seems to be their mode of communication. One step beyond, really, isn't it? Yeah, I don't really use FaceTime either, to be honest with you. I mean, probably when I was at university. Like if a mate had gone out, you'd get like a drunk FaceTime from the middle of a club where it'd just be screaming, blaring music. You can't really hear and or see them. And they just wanted to do it because you didn't happen to go out that night and they miss you. But apart from that, I've never really used FaceTime for anything. I think if I FaceTimed any of my friends, they'd be like, are you all right? What's going on? It'd be like a concerning thing. It'd be a way for them to pick up because I think they definitely would because they'd think something was up. Um, but yeah, I think they would think it was weird. Texting though also gives you the, the beauty of waiting to respond as well yeah unless yeah. you have your read receipt on i don't think you necessarily unless it's an immediate question you can afford to take a bit of time but could you imagine on a phone call someone asking you something and then you say <laughs> right you wait five minutes and then you come back That's with right. an answer the only benefit I, I can see at the moment to having a conversation other than obviously the social thing is at least you don't get Oh, and I'm going to say it as part of the joke, but you don't get ducking autocorrect on on a oh phone conversation. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I am never going to mean ducking. Like it's never a thing yes. I'm going to mean. <laughs> never have said that word. <laughs> yeah. um, can I just say as well, I always thought that, you know, when your phone autocorrect to ducking, for some reason, my mind always put it together as like something to do with actual ducks as in animals, as opposed to the action of ducking. Oh, I always thought it was like, animals too. Yeah, no, it's yeah, like yeah. ducking. <laughs> yeah, it auto corrects to ducking as in like ducking to avoid something as opposed to something to do with ducks. I honestly I was my mind was blown and then I thought about it. It's just like I've been such an idiot this whole time. Well now you just made us all feel like idiots yeah, because yeah, yeah. we didn't know either. Well think about it though. With the it... amount of angry texts. Well, I was gonna say the amount of angry texts I've sent have been spoiled because it's changed the word to something wrong. It's just... <laughs> well, it's it's duck you, right? But if there's a comma, duck, comma, you, then that's correct. That means that you need to. Yes, duck you. <laughs> uh, I guess the difficulty that we had as well, that youngsters right now, is like, Lou, I think you, you referenced when I was young and you had to call up your mate, you did have to speak to often the parent of the mm -hmm. house to mm -hmm. ask for Jimmy or Johnny. It was even worse if you're trying to speak to a girl. 
<laughs> you, know, and it's, you know, that felt oh, really awkward. Hello, Mr. Jones. Could I please speak to your daughter? It's about revision. <laughs> it's about the maths exam we've got on Monday. Hmm. So now you can just yeah. talk to who you want in a number of ways now, directly. Although a, a little bit with the texting and like WhatsApp, like at the minute you could probably look through my WhatsApp and there's probably like six conversations that I haven't gone back to yet. And that's, I feel like one of the negatives is because in reality, a conversation that should take you probably no more than 30 minutes if you were to have it on the phone now takes two weeks because you read a text and you're like, okay, I'll get to it. I'll get to it because you're doing something. You're in the middle of something. And then it's three days later and you're like, shit. And then you have to make an excuse for why you didn't respond. Yeah. 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 And then it's like, but, but then in reality, it's like, you know, it shouldn't be like that because irrespective, I don't have the time to orchestrate a telephone call with you because you're both busy or whatever it might be. So yeah, I think that's the only thing. But now, yeah, no, I've got a friend and we're really, he's like literally my best friend, but conversations with me and him might be like, send a message, day goes by before responding. (laughs) But it's because you're both busy, you've got stuff on. That's why it takes us about six months to meet up. Because he says, do you want to go to the pub? I respond a week later saying, what time? He responds a week later saying six. And I say, no, can't do six. And it's October before I've even decided on what time we He's can go He's not out. even exaggerating because I can send Lou a text on Monday about the pod and it'll be Saturday night. Yeah, yeah, I'm good for Sunday. And it'll be, yeah, I'm good. You know, good thing I wasn't worried. I send that on Monday. Yeah. yeah. I, think that, I think that's probably my biggest negative. Yeah, but and the inverse of that, because I've got threads going with all sorts of people. There is no way that I will remember something that I said to you last week, right? But if it's yeah. in text, bam, I can just refer back. Oh, this is what they're talking about. I can continue this conversation. That ain't going to happen to, you know, with a person on the phone where I don't even remember where I put my keys this morning. <laughs> Unless it's that. It's also good if you're having an argument. Yeah, well. Because you could pull up the receipts. You're like, well, in actual fact, on July 17th, you You said. said... (laughs) Unless it's that Twitter feed that you all have together with all those other pods. Because if you're gone for 30 seconds, you've lost everything. I mean, it just... You you can't search easily. Well, not on the phone anyway. But I do want us to to hit on this idea if if the cell phone or the smartphone disappeared. So I made this list, right, of things that the cell phone or the smartphone, um, all of the things in our lives that it's replaced. Now, I'm sure that both of you have done the same, right? Like in preparing for this? Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, not to the same extent. You're really well prepared. <laughs> I had a moment. So, but <laughs> do you mind if we kind of go through these? I'll go for it. Yeah, so, and I'm sure that, that as you've made a list that there are, I mean, maybe you've, you've picked up all of these. Like, obviously... You don't need to have a wristwatch anymore. Now, Apple Watch aside, you don't need to have any other sort of uh, timekeeper um, available. Um, don't need a fax machine. Don't need a uh, music player, right? Yeah. Walkman. Yeah. Yeah. Don't need DVDs or CDs. Don't need a, a radio. Don't. There are some instances where you wouldn't even, you know, depending on your level of technology use, where it could replace a laptop. Now, not for... oh. Not for necessarily, you know, podcasting or any sort of uh, uh, advanced work. But in general, these little things can do most of the same things that laptops can do. Now, my my list is rather long, but the the way that I want us to think about it is even with that, how much money 
is tied up in all of those things. Because I think that people think about, oh, these cell phones or especially the iPhones are so expensive. But if you think about all of the money that you're not spending on these other things, seems to me that this we're, we're probably coming out ahead. Yeah, I agree. And I know, do you know what it is as well? I feel like, do you know, with technology, in the grand scheme of things, I feel like technology has relatively got cheaper so whilst a brand new iphone nowadays i think if you look at like a 13 pro or whatever it might be it's probably about a thousand pounds here in reality when you look at that in context as to what things actually cost so like you said all of these individual items where it came to oh you used to either carry around a cd player with you and then you'd have um a fax machine or a radio whatever it might be all of these things in reality relatively were really expensive items to have when you had your original Walkman players or even cassette players or home stereos. I remember stereos at home used to be like hundreds and hundreds of pounds if you wanted a half decent one, just so you could play CDs on them. Whereas now it's a case of an iPhone and a Bluetooth speaker. You don't need your thousand pound CD collection where you can get it all for $7.99 a month. I been this conversation with my partner the other day that, you know, she's not technically minded. So, you know, I've, I kind of teach her how to play music through the Bluetooth speaker, you know, through the phone. But I do miss, though, having a stereo in the house. I used to love, you know, as, as someone who's really into their music, I, I, I found having a stereo was the centerpiece with, like, your music collection. But what what you're saying is absolutely true, but all the, also the space it saved. So I'm now looking around the house and thinking, where would I put that stereo? Where would I put that <laughs> system? I don't, you know, I, I wouldn't know where to do that anymore. Also, think think about this. Let's say you have your big um, like boombox or stereo system. Which, by the way, when you said a thousand pounds, I was thinking that the boomboxes weighed some of them yes. about a thousand pounds. But <laughs> you're paying all of that money for something that you can't take with you everywhere, right? Yeah. So this is very yeah. true. Not only do we have all of these things here, but we can take them all with us wherever we go. But this is the thing as well, because even on that note where you can carry it with you, for me, I think that what phones have actually done is when you look at it, even from the perspective of convenience in life, you look at, okay, you're in a shop, they don't have something in stock, what would you do immediately? Yeah. Look online, it's yeah. ordered, it's there. In reality, it's taken away your real need to go to shops because you can do online food shopping. Amazon basically has everything that you need, but other stockists are available. We haven't had sponsorship yet. And all of these retailers, and in reality, it's also giving you the convenience and the freedom of not having to wander around shops because you actually don't need to. And even if you are out and about, you think, oh, I've forgotten something. That's it. Your phone ordered next day. That's what it is. And that's probably a way that you've we've adapted and just not realized the convenience that's kind of come with the mobile phone. In that Absolutely. Case. And you don't need to go to the post office anymore. Because we have email yeah. and different yeah. ways of communicating. Or... But you would have that on a computer. That's not singular to a phone. Right, right, right. But I mean, I'm just saying, you know, that, you well, know. To add to your list, though, Josh, another key one, more so nowadays in the last few years, are people using their phones as sat-navs. Sure. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Or even using it as cameras as well. Yeah, they're mm -hmm. still not cheap sat-navs anymore if you want a decent one over here. Yeah. Well, it's yeah, that's the thing. And again, even with cameras, like people used to go out and spend hundreds, if not thousands of pounds on, you know, DSLRs, when in reality, if you're just like a <laughs> photographer that camera. just wants to take a picture of some pretty flowers, yeah. an iPhone camera will really do you a job. You don't need multiple bags with you. And do you remember there was a period of time where you needed a video recorder and a mm -hmm. camera? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because yeah. they wouldn't yeah. do the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Josh has a DSLR and I kept like, I would for the longest time, like, can you get out your fancy camera? And he's like, Amanda, 
my phone takes just as good pictures as this camera. And so we just, I don't even know where it is. It's funny that you mentioned that though, because what I was going to do, I was feeling really ambitious is I was going to price out everything on my list here. Right. But, uh, I didn't do that because that would have taken a lot of work, but just this idea of cameras, right? So you spend, let's say, I mean, DSLRs can, can, like you said, cost a lot of money, but even if you get your garden variety, $50 one, right. Or, or a hundred dollar ones, uh, you go, you take pictures, let's say we're, we're in the era of still needing to develop film, uh, 36 shots on a roll of film takes about 10 to 15 bucks to, um, to develop. Then you got to have the scrapbooks to keep them in. Right. So I priced all of this out on my phone right now. I have 4,208 photos. And this is after I wow. went through and deleted a whole crap ton of, of duplicates and screenshots and memes and whatever. Uh, to develop those, <laughs> it would have cost about $1,168.88. Then, you know, uh, to have enough scrapbooks to keep all of those in, it'd be about $450. And then I need to spend about $100 at Ikea to get a nice bookshelf to put all of these scrapbooks <laughs> on. Yeah. And at the end of the day, to develop all of the pictures on this uh, smartphone, it would be $1,768.88. That is some impressive work. Yeah, look at and that. also, yeah, unbelievable. Because I think now, do you know what I'm doing? My grandmother has loads of photo albums. In my mind, I'm just thinking she's got like six grand worth of photographs. <laughs> <laughs> that you then need to digitize. So you're going to reverse yeah, because, engineer yeah. this and put it onto <laughs> the cloud. I, I had to do that years ago because obviously, you know, me and my partner would go on holidays and it was, you know, the film cameras. And when we ended up going digital, didn't then even look at the photo albums anymore. So I did go through the painful process of scanning each and every photo in and, and creating a, the own virtual album. And, and it was, that was, that was painful. Now, it, so it sounds to me like, sorry, you have to go down here. You don't fit here. You don't No, You're, you're fine. You're fine. Um, it's, that's the that's the dog she's talking to. Not yeah, not, sorry, not that, any, that, any one of us. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's it sounds he thinks he's Lou, a podcast. Lou, you need to get down. You don't you don't that's fit right. here in no. our lap. He's <laughs> he has his he has his own social. He's the podcast pup, so he feels like he needs to oh, be yes, here. Oh yes, yes, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, so it sounds to me like we're all making arguments for the benefit of them. I will. I can make an argument for both of them. So I get really so also. They're really handy when you're trying to entertain a five-year-old in a restaurant and you need to have peace for the people around you. And so you'll put on YouTube or games or whatever. I get really frustrated when we see stories and media and headlines and just people um, personally that will say, well, in my day, we never blah, 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 right? We wouldn't have given children this. So you see all these yeah. things that the screen generation are degenerates and the world is falling apart. However, you didn't have them. Had you have had them, you would have been doing this because this was the generation that gave their children like alcohol to sleep and things. Right. So I get a little frustrated with what? the dude, like cold syrup stuff with alcohol to make the children sleep. I don't have my phone which is kind of ironic for this conversation, but I was going to look it up. There were things in the fifties and the sixties of like really hardcore Benadryl that children were given to kind of control them, right. And make them sleep. So the parents could do their thing. I'm just giving my kid like a science video on YouTube and that's okay. So I can make arguments for that. But then also as a 
parent, specifically as a parent uh, or as parents of a teenage girl, it's really hard to be a teenage girl. It's really hard to be a teenage girl when social media is in your face 24 hours a day. And even though social media is not singular to the phone, there's one thing with being on the computer in the office to lying in your bed when you're feeling really bad about yourself and scrolling through all of these things that aren't reality. And that is something that I could argue for. I would be happy if that went away. See, I, I've yeah. said, sorry, look, I was just going to say, I've said multiple times, I, I would have absolutely hated going through school with social media mm-hmm. available. Yeah. I mean, school can be tough as it is. And then you, you throw in social media as well. I, I do sometimes sympathize with kids these days for that. That is an element of kind of potentially stress and what's the word? Um, looking at life through a fake lens that we never we never had to do. Sorry, Lou, what were you going to say? Yeah, no, I agree with that as well. Um, and, and do you know what it is with the whole social media thing? That's It's, it's true. It's different to even on a computer because on a computer, you need to consciously sit down, boot it up and specifically mm-hmm. go to a social media. Now, when it's on your phone, it is at your fingertips. You get a notification on whatever you are doing on your phone, you see it. But I went through a purge recently. I no longer have an Instagram. I no longer have a Twitter. I no longer have a TikTok. I got rid of all of these things because even for me, I'm 26, by the way, just for <laughs> for note. Um, for me, I just thought to myself, I was like, I can't be sitting here wasting time looking at people on social media that are just highlighting the best parts of their day. I know that life isn't like that, right? Don't get me wrong. You know, if you're if you've got a hundred million quid in the bank and you're on a beach in the middle of the Caribbean every day, fair enough. That is your life. But the average person isn't like that. And I've always had a bit of an issue with people using social media to illustrate all of the mm-hmm. perfect things in life. And even when you see it, like, you know, I've I've looked at like the male fitness industry, mm-hmm. for instance, even when you look at some big companies that have come about into the market recent years, I won't name them specifically, we don't want a lawsuit. Um, <laughs> but you've seen like models, and they're all jacked guys. And I just think to myself, that's not attainable, because all of these blokes are admittedly on steroids, mm-hmm. and that sort of thing, like it's not a real thing, but it's forced at you all the time and even when you look at social media you don't even need to follow these things to have them forced at you anymore it's on your phone you scroll three things and then it gives you something recommended that it thinks you might like because it's listening to you um and that yeah it's 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 a dangerous thing it's a dangerous cycle so i agree yeah i was gonna say even me now my twitter i've got a personal account and a a podcast one at casting views i barely use my personal one anymore you know i use it mainly i follow a couple of records distributors who I look for you know uh, when they're gonna drop the latest record but you know the personal Twitter you know you follow sports there's toxic fans you know just constantly going at each other even video games the community there could be really toxic so I I barely use my personal one anymore and it's just the the podcast one same with Instagram I used I've got an Instagram account but I don't think I've gone onto the profile of that for, for since I've started the podcast it's you know I much prefer kind of the community you know that's garnered in the podcasting world because you can pick and choose almost who you want to see in that whereas your your private one if you want to follow things in the outside world it's often a recipe for disaster but I feel like as well do you not think that without mobile phones I feel like what we've done in life is lost a semblance of like privacy I think is what it's done because now there's mobile phones have created the ability where I can take a picture of anything that I'm doing there and then upload it people can see it whereas it never used to be like even when phones existed in infancy you would never be able to do that let's say we've lost self-control i will admit we've said it before a number of times 
I will check my phone constantly now throughout the day. And primarily, again, it's a podcast has got me hooked on doing stuff around that. You know, can I go a, a movie, a two-hour movie sitting here? You know, if we were at the cinema or with friends, it's different. But if I'm at home, can I go through a two-hour film without looking at the football scores or an email or, or, or something? I'm going to say no, I won't. Well, it's that's compulsive. It's it's compulsive. Yeah, 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 we don't. Yeah. yeah. Well, so here's the thing. So yesterday we we took um, the little boy to uh, a um, trampoline park, an indoor trampoline park, and I intentionally left my phone at home, right? Because I wanted to see how I felt about it. Now there was a point where I looked at your phone for. He says to me, "Can I see Twitter?" So he could check the the, tw- the inbox Twitter feed. But yeah. I'll tell you that the the only thing I think that's because I was following a specific thing. But the only thing that was on my mind the longer that mm-hmm. we were there was, gosh, I hope that my two older boys don't need to get a hold of me. Otherwise, it was fine. Well, they started bringing back a couple of years ago over here, didn't they? They called them dumb phones. They started bringing back cell phones that don't have internet connectivity. It's just. You make a phone call and send a text. Oh, that's funny. Dumb phones, smartphones. I just got that. I'm I, I'm quick. So can I can I add though that so there it's like this dichotomy, right? Because especially during quarantine, so a couple of our kids identify with the LGBTQ plus community, and as a teen or an older teen going through that, you can connect with people around the world who have the same lenses, you have the same experiences, you, you, you can feel like you are not alone. So I am incredibly grateful for that. At the same time, we have what you were you're saying, Lou, and I appreciate that lens on the male fitness because I just think about it from, um, from the female perspective as a mom of a 15 year old girl. Um, I think it comes down to media literacy and how we teach our youth that is my husband pouring bourbon, not peeing, just in case anyone caught that on <laughs> the audio. Um, I think it comes down to media literacy and how we teach our youth to consume what is in their face all the time. And while it is incredibly difficult, I feel I feel good. And I don't say this to, to brag because we had nothing to do with this. But our 15-year-old took TikTok off her phone herself. And she said, mom, it's just toxic. Like I just, yeah. I'm seeing this and I'm, a, I, I'm thinking that these things are ideals or that they're achievable and they're not like, I can't achieve this. Now she still has Instagram. She still has Twitter for a little UK perspective. So she, for her, for her first concert when she was seven was one direction. And so she grew up this one direction fan. And so she's a really big Harry Styles fan, but she can't stand like Harry Styles straight Twitter because it's very toxic. And so she will, she got rid of her account and then opened a new account and started searching for things so that she could find a community that wasn't so toxic. That's not us. She got there on her own, but I do think that these things aren't going away. And so what do we do to help them navigate it? I think in themselves, these, these sites aren't, aren't bad. I think what it is, is a cell phone has given everybody literally everybody the ability to say what they want when they want as opposed to yeah. it being a thought out thing like lou like you said like for me if we did lose phones the biggest thing that would hit me is, is josh as you said as well that i can use the internet without having to sit at a desk or, or get the laptop on on my lap and, and log in but now anyone and everyone can just quickly type in what they're thinking at the time whether you know they whether they've thought about it twice or not and that's when you get this toxic nasty stuff i mean i i used to be a believer in 
following sort of people or accounts that you didn't necessarily agree with. Now, I'm not talking about anything, you know, horrible or, or, mm-hmm. or that, but mm-hmm. I used to think sometimes you should be changed. The last couple of years have taught me that, no, I, I don't want that anymore. I just, you know, I just want to want to enjoy life. Sometimes if that means that, you know, I'm in an echo chamber, so be it. If it means I'm, I'm happy there because just people have just got the ability to, they, they know they've got in their pocket a device that they can just quickly tap whatever the hell they're thinking and they just do it. They, you know, rather than I'm guessing if they did have to think about it while their laptop was booting up for five minutes or whatever, they probably wouldn't bother. Well, this is the thing, isn't it? Like the, the phone has given you an instant connection to the world. And in actual fact, while I was sat here, I was pulling up some statistics. Now I'm going to expose myself a little bit because it's the comparison between like laptop usage. So my daily average screen time over the course of this week, now bear in mind, I don't have Instagram. I don't have Twitter. I don't have TikTok. I watch a lot of YouTube because I don't really do television, to be honest with you. My daily average is seven hours and 17 minutes. Now, in the grand scheme of things, I don't know how terrible that is. Some people might be listening to this and gone, <gasps> and some people might have listened to it and gone, wow, mine's 14 hours. How is he only managing that? But in reality, could I consciously see myself after a day at work? Because bear in mind, I don't use my personal phone at work because I've got a work mobile. And could I consciously see myself sat down after getting home from work at a computer for seven hours mm using the internet i couldn't do it because your brain would fry but when it's at your fingertips it doesn't feel that time consuming and that's one of the biggest problems i think because i can't imagine what my screen time would have been with all the other social medias thrown in there it's just absolutely nuts in reality mine is um comparable to yours my screen time but also i fall asleep with videos playing like hbo max or something play and so i i like to tell myself that some of that i'm not conscious for so i feel a little (laughs) bit better about it oh my god i'm so glad you said that because i i fall asleep with with podcasts but my my screen time is comparable to that as well but but you just give me excuse because i'll I'll fall asleep (laughs) and i'll wake up sometimes it'll be playing the next day oh believe me i know all right. Enough he wears that. these like he has these fancy like nighttime head like it's like oh, a, I know what you, you know mean. what I'm talking about. Yeah. It's like a like a ear warmer like scarf thing, like a head warmer, but it's the but it doesn't make a complete seal. And so yeah, I can I when I wake up, I'm well aware that the podcasts are still playing. See, I have I have to do the same because I've got tinnitus, so at night oh, I put a little earbud in and just put a podcast on. But yeah, sometimes, yeah, I'll wake up and I, I normally put the, the timer on the uh, the app to switch off. But sometimes I don't. So yeah, I'll wake up and the phone's drained because it's, it's been playing the podcast mm-hmm. all night. <laughs> Just uh, to put a bow on this conversation about Twitter and you were talking, Dan, about about um, not following accounts that that stress you out. I I get special joy now in blocking accounts. On Twitter. In fact, I go looking on different threads that I think there'll be a gathering of folks who annoy me and I'll just block them. So right now, and I don't know if this seems like a large number or not, I actually thought it was more. I have 1,571 <laughs> accounts blocked on Twitter. Wow. That good. is impressive. It is so much That's fun because I can't do anything else. So for me, and I'm mashing that screen like it's a big red button and just giggling my motherfucking ass off. The, but these do people it, so. don't know that you've muted them. I don't or blocked care. Them. They don't need to know. <laughs> it's just cathartic for you. It's cathartic for me. It's the act of doing it, yeah. But that's the thing. My, I, I am, at the moment, though, I, I'm a, kind of addicted to podcast Twitter, which I, I, I'm okay with because it's so far so good. It seems like a kind, supportive place for the most so part. Th- it is out there. You know, it is out there. It, 
like I said, I, I think I'm being far more selective now. And I think we all are. Lou's mentioned he's doing that. Josh, you've just mentioned you're being extra selective. So I think that's what it's, it's I think that's what we've learned now, isn't it? That's the only way you can survive. The only thing I want to uh, bring up as far as if it all of a sudden disappeared and the fact that it's always available is that it has done a lot of good in exposing the wrongs of society. We're talking about if we're having difficulty with police brutality or, you know, the Arab Spring uprising or Twitter, I, I understand was was huge in that any of these things, there's now there are now cameras everywhere. And that could be a bad thing. And we've talked a little bit about that, but it can be a very good thing. You think about how many incidents of, of again, even when you talked about police brutality that would have just been missed mm -hmm. previously because people didn't have phones immediately in their vicinity. And that's, that's true as well. I guess what phones have done for modern society is, is to an extent brought a level of accountability just to life in general, because at any moment in time, there can be somebody who's got a camera that's filming something that you're doing. And I guess, yeah, it's, it is, it has been a hugely influential thing. You don't even need your wallet anymore with, you know, and, and I've still, I've not gone to that step yet of using the phone to pay for things. I don't have cash. Are you the same, Amanda? I, I don't, well, I don't use cash. And I was thinking, why don't I? So, you know, because then I can forget my wallet at home because how many times have I done that and then gone without lunch that day or, or what have you? No, so we don't carry cash here either, but I don't know how it was in the UK, but during during COVID, places stopped taking cash. Or, I mean, same and COVID yeah. is still a thing, but you know what I mean, during like the height of it. Or they, like, we also had a change shortage. They were saying, please don't. So we don't usually carry cash, but also, so I do use my phone for Apple Pay. Um, but then you will get to the place where occasionally they don't take it and then you're just screwed. So you kind of have well, to. They, they still have plastic, though. We still have credit cards. But I don't take my wallet. Yeah. So there are things like when I go to Target, I have my Target wallet on my phone. When I go to other places, I use my Apple Pay. And a lot of times I don't go in. And then still here, I don't know how it is, how it is in, in England. I'm 47 and Target will not let me buy wine without my ID. I mean, and this is just ridiculous. Like, I don't look 21. Please just understand when I tell you. And so you got to kind of be Listen, like. Listen, the past three bit years have been difficult on everyone. <laughs> so, so you right. have some 21 year olds wandering around. I mean, and it's it's 18 there, right? In the UK, yeah, like at 18. the age of 18. 18. But in reality, you'll get served in a pub if you're 16. Yeah. <laughs> Let's be honest. But like, it's, it's... And y'all are, y'all are Italians. So you get wine in your freaking sippy cups, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what it was? Yeah, dummies. Dummies dipped in wine. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Um, um, but having having said all this, though, I do remember once when my phone did break and I had to send it in for repair. For those few days, I felt completely lost because I didn't have my music. I didn't have my email on uh, on hand. I didn't have my, you know, for that, however long it was, I, I did feel like, how am I going to cope? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, at least if you did have those items. And I think that's, I guess that's the difficulty. I mean, the beauty is you can then pick up another phone if you if you did do the worst. And and Lou, you've gone quite you've gone through a few phones in your time, haven't you? Yeah, I've gone through so many mobile phones. I think there was one year on my insurance. I had a phone insured while I was at university. I think I claimed on my insurance six times. Other than the things directly on your phone, you could go out and buy a new phone tomorrow and and pick up where you left yeah. off, which which is a beauty. Yeah, this well. is true. So here's a question: Do you know each other's phone numbers? Oh no! Fuck I, no. I wouldn't remember your number. I, I barely know my number. Right? 
I know your number, but I, I don't I don't know my children's numbers. Can I just say as well, do you know what my worst habit is? Is even my contact list now. So I've had this phone for probably two years. My girlfriend shouts at me all the time for it. I have barely anyone's phone number saved in my phone. So it just rings and it says 079, whatever it might be. And I just think, oh, I recognize a lot of the last three digits of phone numbers. So I'm like, oh, that's my dad. That's my mom. But if anyone needed an emergency contact and they went through my contact list, they'd be like, there's no one there. There's no one there. And I think that's probably my worst habit. Do you know your girlfriend's phone number? Oh, no. no, no this she... is what I was going to say. Go ahead. So, so no, no, I was going to say this. You don't need to know. I've been with my, my partner. We've been together 21 years. I don't know her number. <laughs> Because I don't need to. <laughs> but when you lose your phone. So Josh gets mad because Josh knows my number. but And I know his number, but I have to think about it in his voice from his voicemail. Like I have to like, you, right, you know, right. I have to do it in my head. Um, I know one of the children's phone numbers. I, I couldn't call the other children. Oh, I don't know any of the children's phone numbers. I couldn't call my work. I couldn't. No, I couldn't do any of that. When you had to do the old ring doll phone, you had to. You, that, that those numbers were burned into your mind then. But now you just have to look up a name, touch it. You don't even see the number anymore. You just look at a name on a, on a screen and just touch it. Well, um, and getting into yeah, a that, little that bit of terrible. educational stuff, the ring dial thing is like the kinesthetic learning, though. So when you put the motion to the number, like it's it makes it stick a little bit more. I, I don't know what you well, just and said. You had to read it. <laughs> well you had to read well, it as well you had to make sure you did it yeah and and, and that at least helped you even though i guess a push button phone well and so then it becomes it becomes difficult right when you have kids going young kids going to school because when we were little it was like you learned your home phone number and so the five-year-old said to me the other day what's my phone number I'm like dude you don't have a phone number you have my phone number. Here's my phone number. And he was like, no, but what's my phone number? I was like, no, no. Do you no, all, have, do you all have home phones? Do you have phones in the wall? Yeah. 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 We're, yeah we've got like home phones connected, See, um, but they're usually just for people that are calling you to scam you to buy like a dishwasher or something usually, aren't See, they? See, we have... They're never used for anyone to call. We're losing them more. Plus. We're losing them more. But we still got like <laughs> my, the estate where I live is a, a, a dead zone for cell cell phone oh, signal. Yeah. So you have to mm. uh, your, your your broadband your utility provider won't not let you have a landline if you're in a bad area mm. for emergency. Okay, calls. so interesting. So yeah. the last, gosh, for me, um, it's been a long long we've time we've not together since we've together, been together since we've been together awesome. we haven't had a phone and then wow. before that i haven't had a, a a wall phone for quite a while but i did so speaking to lou's point though i did when my mom was living alone my mom has since passed and she uh but when she was living alone we got her a house phone because she couldn't she was getting advanced dementia she had a cell phone for a long time but then she couldn't make it work anymore so we needed to have the house phone that she could make work but yeah that's we don't, we don't, yeah, it's not a standard here in the States anymore. There's, we don't even have jacks in our house. But you know what we do have? Central air conditioning. Air conditioning. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, we, like I said, I, I haven't used my landline for years, but I have to have one, especially here because of the reception, the, the signal. Now, a lot of people are dropping them because especially now with the mobile phone contracts, which are Everything's all inclusive and data now as well. Agreed. Why? Why would you need now? Would and, you need a phone? and there was a time where I had a cell phone and I had a landline, right? But I remember uh, I didn't ever use the landline, 
And whenever that thing rang, it was like the the fucking red phone, you know, the emergency red phone on the White House desk. <laughs> and it scared the shit out of me. And I didn't want to answer it because I didn't know what was going to happen to me. That's the thing. It's, it's actually true. Nowadays, if the house phone rings, I'm like, it's either emergency or scam call. Mm-hmm. But you have to get it because you it don't know if it's emergency. could be the emergency, right? Yeah, and then all of a sudden you get a bloke who turns around and says, have you been involved in an accident in the last three years? I'm like, fuck <laughs> off, honestly. <laughs> when the landline goes, you just look at each other because it's like, it's not for me. It's, it's not, not for me. You. you know, it's like, You're who's it for? Calling yeah, I'm not calling you, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I do think with the, the mobile phone, yeah, I used to remember like everyone's numbers. I could do it, I could mm-hmm. do it all, but now with the cell phone, I don't need to. No, you don't and need it's to. it's terrible but I don't need to. Yeah. Um, can I just say, and I've stolen this gag from a British comedian, but you know, you were talking about the phones that did that. And for anybody listening, I'm doing the circular motion. Did they put nine, nine? Well, nine in the States, one. it wouldn't be nine, 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 but our emergency number is nine, nine, nine. Did they still put that at the end? So you had yes. to wait, you go nine, <laughs> yes. roll back nine. Meanwhile, somebody's having a heart attack and you're like nine next one. You only had to do two. You only had to do two nines. That was the irony. You didn't have to actually dial the oh, phone. Oh, really? Like, yeah. Yeah, on a oh, lot see, of phones, you know. you that. Here yeah. in the yeah. states, here in the states, it's nine one one. So you did still have to do the one nine, but then like you were really close on the one, so you were yes. fine. Oh, yeah. that's quite yeah. See, yeah. see, that's what it is as well. Really, it should have been one one one. Right, those old phones, though, especially if you got the wrong number, like you you weren't concentrating and you dialed, you'd have to start again, and that was a the really frustrating bit because right. you'd have to wait for that that dial to return back before you could. <laughs> it's just funny because I wonder how many people making a call screwed up the number and there was no like it's like fuck this shit i don't need to talk to this person enough to have to go through this frustration again <laughs> how many how many numbers do you have in the states in like a mobile ten. number 10 what's ours here i don't know i don't know any phone numbers that's why i don't know oh, how many numbers there are in our numbers do we have 10 or 11 11 mine's 11 so i had to count 11, that on my 11, fingers 11. Yeah. <laughs> for us it's a three three yeah, digit area code and then the number yeah so the area code oh, yeah, is see, so our landline specific to like where you are and then yeah and then the numbers the seven numbers we've got five digit yeah I think area our codes, area codes yeah, yeah five digit and then you've got a six, six digit yeah. number oh. that comes after that yeah. oh yeah could you imagine getting to number 10 like, like messing it up and then being like oh you know what yeah but that might have anymore. been a really good qualifier right like sh- so it's not like shooting off a text when you're really pissed like if you've got to call somebody and tell them you're really pissed at them but then you get through 10 numbers you're like you know what? i'm not mad anymore <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah 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 that's what it was there was no immediate rage text no. or anything like that nothing that you regretted because you had so much time to think about it before you said that <laughs> i mean this is the thing josh has bought really good reasons for what would you know why the the phones are good like for example all the money and space saving for me though the one thing the cell phone has taken away is the angry hang up you can't slam your phone down anymore you can't show your disgust with someone you could just you could push the screen really hard but that doesn't do anything (laughs) no see i've perfected it because i've done it to him when i've been mad you just hang up mid talk so you just and you just get the click and you're all done (laughs) See, but if you're in public, it would have never have been as epic because this sound was not as good as, you know, like one of those phones hitting the hook yep. in the middle of an office. You got the butching. You, you know, the trick with those ones were as well is you'd, you'd have to hit it down with the speaker bit first. So you made it even worse for the person listening if you if you hit that bit first. All right. So I've got your money making idea here, y'all. An app that makes that sound. 
So it's just you always have it on hand. You all have it have it ready. And when you want to do an angry uh, phone hang up, then you pre- you open the app and boom, it makes the noise. There you go. One one Amazing. million pound that, idea for you right brilliant. there. <laughs> Every everything's so subtle about phones now, aren't they? Can I just say though, because originally this was supposed to be about if phones disappeared. So I kind of want to go into that. But I want to just set the precedent first. Would we say, okay, as of tomorrow, the rest of the world stays exactly as is, but mobile phones disappear? Are we going on that basis? Uh, yeah, we, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah? Because I've thought about all of the things now that never would have taken technology to do, but now technology has made it convoluted. So I don't know what it's like in the States. But now, basically, if you want to park anywhere in England, you need one of about 16 different parking apps because you can't put cash in machines anymore for some reason. So immediately it's created a problem where you wouldn't have used to have needed one. So I went for a walk around a park yesterday with my girlfriend and we got there. And again, it was one of the many apps in my phone that I just didn't have. I've got to download an app, download this, put a code in when it would have just taken me two pound in a machine before. So to me that we've created so many problems. It's like, how often do you get offered a physical receipt in a shop now? Instead of them saying, oh, we'll email it to you. And then they spell my email wrong because my surname's complicated and I never get a receipt in the end. So I actually can't return it when I just wanted the piece of paper in hand. It's things like that now that we've turned around and said, oh, because everybody's got a phone in hand, we can make these things easier. But in reality, it's not more practical, really. And it, does, it doesn't cater for signal failures either. Yeah, this is the thing. It's again, sporting events. You don't actually get physical <laughs> tickets now. Yeah. So you're sitting at the barrier struggling for signal on your phone. When in reality, if I just had a physical ticket, I would have no problem with it. And that's the thing. I feel like there are loads of things that practically phones have taken away from us, that phones have taken things away from us, or people have thought that phones have made things more convenient when in actual fact, it's much more We had more that here with COVID when the initial lockdowns subsided and people then could travel they were saying you know you know you've got your covid pass it was our nhs app but i I remember one week on one day the app failed it crashed and you couldn't open it and then like saying well you've got to print it out and and people are saying but that defeats the whole point of having an app on your phone because we're trying to get away from printing everything and so yeah the 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 one when people started traveling the, the nhs app went down and you couldn't get your covid pass out well think about this though so Lou, what you're talking about is uh, inconvenience. One thing that we haven't discussed is how this technology creates a barrier to people who can't afford it. Mm-hmm. So now are equity. we saying that those people who don't, for whatever reason, have a smartphone, they can't park? They've got the money. I've got the money right here, but I have no way of giving it to you because I don't have, because now there's this gatekeeper, an app that I don't yeah. have. And this is. You know, t- talking about uh, all of the different things that uh, that the phone replaces, banking, uh, needing to go to the library or have access even to information or to news. You know, those are all barriers to people who can't afford it or can't. So it's it's an issue of equity for sure for people who can't afford it or can't make it. You know, like our senior population can't make it work. And We've so still got a huge, well, huge thing, like, part of the population. Yeah, I was going to say, like, you know, my mum, she is very, very much not technological at all. Ironically, she does use a cell phone, but she uses when my dad died nine years ago, she's still using his one. And that phone itself is probably four or five years old. And I, I think there's an element of obviously attachment to that. Sure. Phone. 
she uses a landline and she calls her her sister in Italy and and you know it's it's an expensive bill and we're saying to her look get a, get a cell phone it'll be much better for you but she just doesn't want to to mm-hmm. learn at her age mm-hmm. how to use it and fair play you know I'm not going to do it scary. but scary yeah you t- yeah and you tell her to go to a park you know a car park and then pay by mm-hmm. app there's there's no chance she'll avoid going out or to those mm-hmm. places yeah and and that's that's a well, sad yeah. thing well this is the thing there's actually a town near us so the town that me and my grandmother live in or dad's mum live in um isn't particularly brilliant for shopping i would say there's not really many shops here it's a relatively small you want a coffee it's brilliant Um, (laughs) oh yeah if you want a coffee amazing but anything more than that no chance whatsoever you can't buy a shirt you can't buy anything else here um but the town over implemented a system i think it came over covid where now you can't pay with cash Mm -hmm. you either have to pay with like your phone or an app so as a result my grandmother pre-covid would have gone there because it's not, it's a short drive away, but now doesn't because she literally doesn't have the facility mm-hmm. to pay mm-hmm. using the methods that they require. And so as a result, it's just completely life limiting yeah. because she can only go where she knows has the facility for her to put coins in a machine. And I think that's a bit crap yeah. in reality because no one's given the option anymore. Yeah. And there's the whole thing where, so I work in, um, I work in teacher development, right? So I work for a university here and I write professional development for teachers, but the majority of our professional development is, is online, right? And, and the majority of our teachers take them via their phones, but it still presents a whole, there's an equity of access issue for, you know, do I have the, um, connectivity to be able to upload assignments? Do I have the connectivity to be able to download what I need to do? And so it really does set apart a whole set of of people for different reasons to being able to access things. Again, even on that, like I think here, again, I don't know what the access to doctors, general practitioners is like in the US or how you go about. Um, they cost us a lot of money. Now, I, yeah, I, well, this is the thing. We hear stories and we read articles about it in the States and we're, we're like flabbergasted. Even when you have insurance, yes. Because that's the thing. I feel like insurance doesn't actually cover everything. It's like a baseline and then there's additional things. So what would be like the cost to just see a doctor because you've just got an ailment? Sorry, we're going off on a tangent Right, now, so but... um, I went to the doctor a couple of weeks ago. It was a $25 copay. So I have an insurance that I pay maybe $100 every paycheck. So $200 a month if I get paid biweekly for our family plan. But then you have um, a deductible that's, say, $1,000 for the family. So if I haven't met my deductible yet, any lab work, any I broke my foot a couple years ago and all of my x-rays, everything, I had to pay for all that out of pocket until I hit my $1,000. And then we would have to pay a percentage, like 80%. If the doctor if the doctor was in network, they would pay any 80, we'd pay 20 if the doctor was out of network, it would, it would flip. So our son was born, um, and stayed five days in NICU, right? So he's five now. I just finished paying off his NICU bill when he turned four and that's with wow, insurance. Wow. Well, this is the thing. I feel like in the, again, in the UK, we're like kind of shielded from it because we hear like, like, like articles where people have been charged like $78 for a plaster after they were in. Hospital. Oh yeah. I think there was the, the most recent, like big, like not scandal, but was skin to skin contact for a mother yeah. that had given birth. Yeah, yeah. And there was like a charge of like eighty dollars for it. And I thought to myself, that is crazy. That's for her itself. holding her own baby. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And, and, is, and there are things yeah. here like, um, you know, 
ibuprofen, which is the brand name Advil. But if you got it through the doctor or the hospital would be this astronomical cost. Whereas if we just walked to the drugstore, it's, you know, $10 for a bottle of 50 or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that's the thing. I mean, even like with drugs and prescriptions here, like they're like a set at a fixed price. So you still pay for drugs, but what the government does is they basically subside mm-hmm. it. So irrespective of what you have an item on a prescription would cost you, I think, was it, was it now nine pounds? It's probably nine or 10 pounds. Item. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's gone up slowly, slowly. And originally, it was actually not even that. Originally, it was if you had a prescription, it could have 10 items on it, and you'd only pay the one fee. And it's only re- in recent yeah. years changed that it's now per mm-hmm. item, I think. And that was here, that was actually a really huge well, story yeah. when it went to per item, because they looked at it and thought, well, somebody who ne- now needs potentially X amount of bottles of medication is now paying four times based on each item on their prescription. Uh, prescription drugs um, here, yeah. though, I, I, I know we've digressed a little bit, but prescription drugs here are, it's. I mean, it's its a racket. It's ab- My dad had leukemia and his um, prescription was, so he didn't have radiation or chemotherapy. He took a prescription for his, his leukemia and that's like thousands of dollars a month. And you have people who don't have decent healthcare that are just going into debt to be able to pay for the, just their prescriptions. Yeah. Yeah. Cause this thing, do, is there, is there any fu- hospitals in the States or kind of doctors in the States that are just funded and or free based on like income, that sort of thing? So we have, we have a couple things. We have Medicaid and Medicare. Medicare is for a senior population. Medicaid would okay. be for someone who is on disability or children whose parents didn't have insurance. So it's like qualifying life events. Right. And then if you're a veteran, if you served the country and oh, military okay. service, then that, but it's, it's not free, but it's not the NHS. It's, I mean, you still have to pay percentages of it. There are like certain, certain free clinics that are, See, they're like, yeah, there are public health clinics. Um, they're subsidized, but the, the, availability the i mean yeah of course level of care is not the same right okay i feel like we could open into a completely new episode I so sorry like we, yeah, you might want to save that no, 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 no. for when you no, have- no, that's yeah. <laughs> we should we could do an episode but sorry can i just use my example because there was actually an example coming there when it came to modern things so again covid changed the way that a lot of public services worked as well so i think one of the biggest one was doctors um and your ability to see doctors so even now if I want a prescription, irrespective of whether or not it's something that's been ordered before, it's all online now, which again is difficult for the access to someone like my grandmother who doesn't have a mobile phone where she can just pop immediately on the website and book an appointment. Because even when you ring doctor surgeries up now, they say, oh, well, you need to book an appointment through the through the app. And it's like, how do you expect my 70 odd year old grandmother who doesn't have a smartphone to do that? So in the end, you just walk in. And they have to then turn around and get you an appointment because you've walked into the the surgery. And that's the thing. I think that that over the COVID period has really created a difficult barrier for people that don't have access to the technology um, to to kind of do things that were normal. I I did just want to ask Josh and Amanda a question, though, because I'm just keeping an eye on the time. And we'll probably, unfortunately, (laughs) need to start wrapping up because... I, I, I should give you yourselves, I feel bad. I should have asked you at the start to talk about your podcast. So we'll, we'll, we'll do that a little bit towards the end as well. I mean, I just wanted to get straight into the conversation with you. But going back to, say, the phone thing, again, as parents of, of, of kids, if you did lose that ability to, to be able to, to get a, a text from them or to, to call them, how comfortable or uncomfortable would that 
initially make you feel because as i said when i was when i was a kid i'd be going out like from 5 p.m probably till eight or nine and my my mum wouldn't see me for or, or, or even worry about me um not in a bad way for those hours so how how ingrained is being able to contact your kids it's it's pretty in, it's pretty ingrained but i actually put a lot of thought uh to this and amanda you can you can answer it Thank seems you to for me your permission. <laughs> love you it seems to me that <laughs> that if cell phones went away that the temperature of our world would decrease you don't mean the physical temperature i don't sorry boys I, I think that that a, a lot of the things that have been going on have been driven by technology, the escalation of of mean spirited rhetoric, the um, the crudification of society, if you will. I'd be willing to bet that it would be very difficult initially, but I think in general, maybe our society would become a nicer place to live, a safer place to live. The reality is, is that that these cell phones have segmented us. They have isolated us, and they have um, crippled us in a way from having face to face relationships or seeking them out or needing to be in places where you bump into folks and you form relationships. And so, I'd be willing to bet if if technology started to recede a little bit that we'd be forced to make connections and maybe our world would not be such a scary place to live. Yeah. I'll say that. Yeah. I, I agree with that to an extent, but I also, I've thought a lot about this too. So I grew up, my high school experience, they were not cell phones. I graduated from high school in 93. I mean, they were cell phones, but like they weren't part of our world. Right. So if I was out with friends or at a friend's house, my mom had to be able to track me down to tell me something. And there's yeah. something really lovely about not being reachable. And I think about that a lot. Like I'd really like to not be reachable. I'd really like to, you know, it worked really well for me, but now as a parent of a teenager of teenagers, as, as a person with, with anxiety, um, I like being able to immediately be able to reach my child or know where my child is if they're not responding, which a lot of times they don't. Um, but at the same time, I feel like maybe if that wasn't a thing that I was able to do, then that anxiety would sort of level off that expectation of being able to do that would maybe level off. I'm wondering, yeah, is it like a vicious circle in that you you want say I'm not saying you do this, but say as a parent, you want your kid to to text you at six p.m. to know they're okay, and that doesn't come in at six p.m. So you start stressing about that, and then the text comes in at six thirty because they were busy having fun. Mm-hmm. But but if you weren't in a position where that could happen, you'd be like, I'm sure they're fine. I'm sure they're fine. You you can get hung up on the fact that you can have everything right there and then. Yeah. And if it doesn't come in right there and then, then that's when the the yeah, kind of the mind starts sort of playing the tricks on you. Well, I remember like my mum and dad talking about it when they used to go out. Cause obviously, they were in a time where they didn't have mobile phones. And, you know, my grandmother, even now at the big age of 26, if I go out for a drink with my friend, she'll turn around and be like, be careful, mm-hmm. make sure you do mm-hmm. this, you'll do this. Even when I was out at the pub on the Saturday, I got a phone call from my grandmother. I was like, I'm in That's the pub. That's so cute, Please, though. I'll call you a bit later I love on. that. So, okay, yeah, but yeah. Even I'll for, leave you alone even for, for me now, say, sometimes, I don't know if it's a thing over in the States, but here, if, my mum will still do it. Sometimes if, you, if you're going on a long journey. Yeah. She'll say, I'll just call me when you get there or just sure. let the, 
you know, do a, let the phone ring once just to let me know you've got there. And it's oh, like, God, fine, I forgot I'll do about it the let the phone ring once. That used to be a thing. Yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> Because you yeah. didn't want the long distance charges, right? But if you let it ring once, I forgot yeah. about that. My mom would do that too. So if we went to visit, and it's only a two hour drive, it'd be call me when you got there. And my mom passed away in 2020 and I still catch myself even now at 47 and being, you know, the parent of older children wanting to call my mom and let her know that I got there safely because it's so ingrained. Yeah, uh, no, and that's it. And that's the thing that they do. And, and, you know, say I'm at my mum's house late for whatever reason, even though I'm only a 20 minute drive, she'll want to know that I've got home safely, which is mm-hmm. absolutely, like I said, it's lovely. Now, if she had a phone, I could just text her and say, mum, I'm home. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the thing is as well, do you know what's been funny is like previously, there's been instances where Dan hasn't picked his phone up. And then my grandmother has called me to <laughs> yes. say, have you heard from your uncle? And I'm like, well, I don't know. I I don't know. He might be, you know, he might be on the toilet or in the shower or something. (laughs) He might just not be able to get to the phone. But it's an immediate panic Mm -hmm. because that phone hasn't been answered now. And it's a bit like, um, again, the example that I was going to give was I turned around and even my grandmother will tell me to be careful because the world's a terrible place now and that sort of thing. But I feel like with the rise of technology and the ability to get news quicker and and more of it to you are we just maybe exposed more to bad things that happen so for instance you know my my mum would now be I think if I was the the age of 14 now she would be really worried that you know I went out on my bike and just got snatched Mm -hmm. or something like that but in reality is that not just because the instances in which you hear about these terrible things are more often because you just 100% yeah because you used to have to read a newspaper yeah yeah whereas you used to have to go out and either be on the news channel at which that that story broke or you needed to read a newspaper to see it. Whereas now it pops up on your phone as a Sky News alert that says, oh, X thing happened mm-hmm. in London here or X thing happened in, in Northumbria here. When I went to school, you probably didn't have them. We had videos saying if there's a man outside wanting to show, and I'm not joking with puppies saying, oh, I've got more puppies at home if you want to come. Don't get in his car. If there's a, if there's a stranger offering you sweets outside. Don't get the candy, right? Yes. Yeah, and then I remember, I'll never forget, there was once a video of who do you think is trustworthy or not? And then they, they'd show like a grizzled man with a scar down his face and the next would be like a policeman. And it's like, we had these videos. So these things have always happened. These horrible crimes have always happened. But yeah, like you said, you don't see them. Uh, you didn't see them or you had to go out your way to find them. Because that's the thing. It would have never have been untoward for my dad, for instance, to go out and play with his friends and my grandparents just not to expect him back until dinner was ready. So he'd be out for like an eight hour window. Whereas now I feel like in that eight hour window, it's true. You want like a reassurance that everything's fine, even though in reality, this is, is the circumstance any different as it was potentially 40 years ago? It's the same event, but now we've got the facility for some form of like confirmation that everything's fine if that mm-hmm. makes sense or assurance mm-hmm. almost so now that's what we see yep. i went back to what you said though about where mum couldn't get me yeah because she, she did the same thing recently recently this week so my mum couldn't get hold of her sister in italy she was worried so she then tried to get hold of my cousin in italy he didn't answer so she called me up could I WhatsApp him? So I WhatsApp him in Italy, who then called her. And, and it was the same with you, Lou, wasn't it? You then WhatsApp me and I got, yeah. I, saw, I saw the phone lead had come out the jack in the wall. And it's like, see, te- technology is really good. It's just my mum doesn't have that ability to do it herself. <laughs> you guys need to check in with your mom frequently. <laughs> she just doesn't, like I said, she's just not very technical. But it's just, it goes back to what we were saying, that you can't start making these sweeping changes because mm-hmm. there are still a huge part of our population which 
you know, they don't really know how some of these devices are working. Lou, I had a similar situation with my mom when she was, when, before she, so she had advanced dementia before she had to go into a, a facility. My nephew lived with her and he took the remote and taped off all the buttons except for on off and like the channel changing up and down. Like we had to start limiting her, you know, availability to mess up technology because yeah. So, but it was the same way. If he was going to go out with friends and didn't come home, there was hell to be caught, even though he was 20 something, whatever. So, yeah. <laughs> See, this is the thing. Maybe it's just because they always care. Yep. Yeah. Well, because right. lose, lose my, you know, my sister is, uh, is older than me. I'm still the baby. Mm-hmm. I, I'm still, I'm still a baby. When she talks to people, I'm still a baby. That's the thing. It's like, you know, I'm 45. This <laughs> I mean, year, that's, I, I still think of you as the baby as well. That's so. right. Well, it was the same for, it was <laughs> the same you. for me. Bless my siblings you. are much older. So my nephew's only six years younger than I am. So even though, you know, even though he's, he's younger, he was, he's still not that much younger than I am. So he was living with her in his twenties and she would call me, have you heard from your, you know, have you heard from Jason? I'm like, I don't, why? So then you do the thing where you start tracking the people down from three hours away. Right. But, but do you know what it is though, as well, even with phones, like, cause I've, I've bought into it as well. It's like, you know, if you're your sister or your mum doesn't tell you that they've gone out somewhere and they're just not where you expect them to be at a particular time. Would you have panicked back when you didn't have access to a phone? Because then you ring them. So I remember my mum had just gone shopping on a different day. This was a couple of years ago now. So I was 24, um, but still probably not old enough to have warranted the panic because I wasn't a teenager or a child. Um, but she'd just gone shopping on a different day. And I remember ringing her phone, didn't get an answer. I was just like, what's happened? Like, it must be something must have gone. Her- there must be an emergency somewhere. Text, no response, no response. She walks through the door. She's like, oh, I forgot my phone. Um, but I just went shopping. I was just like, why did you do it on a different day? I was not expecting you to no, do no, this. Definitely, but again, it was like all, a panic that was created in my mind. We're always we're on our because phones. Because I had the facility. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or sorry, we're so always with our I didn't our get phones. that assurance. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I didn't get the assurance. And all of a sudden, it created a panic in my mind. When in reality, it's like, if I was younger and I didn't have access to a mobile phone, I just wouldn't have assumed anything bad because I would have just had to have, you know... Think I would have just reasoned with myself right. and said, "Oh, she's just gone out to X or gone out to, to, to do Y." But that moment created panic in my mind because I used my phone, which is the thing that you should use when you want to check on someone. I didn't get a response, and then all of a sudden, it was the worst thing in the world. No, she just left the phone at home. But it's only because you care. Because she just went in a rush. Yeah, this is also true. This is also well, true. I, you know. I kind of want to start wrapping up her thing. Unfortunately, was there anything else you wanted to say specifically about phones disappearing? Uh, we we should keep them yeah yeah i think that we should keep them but we should only have the social media stuff on actual computers so if the social media came off the phones and we just use them as phones and texting i I want to keep it if only because i can then continue to get random videos from josh which i'm keeping (laughs) in case we ever have a falling out no in case we ever have a falling out i'm keeping those videos (laughs) (laughs) I put those videos out on the TikTok, so there's no shame over here. <laughs> Can I just say as well, do you know when you talked about um, deleting memes from your camera roll, could you imagine a point in time if phones disappeared tomorrow, you wanted to show someone a meme, but you had to get it developed first? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, you're, you're, you're like posting it through your mate's letterbox. And you're like, look at what I saw. <laughs> it loses something in losing the immediacy, it's doesn't like- it? Yeah. yeah, it's like, uh, you know what? We need to start doing that. I'm going to start doing that at work. I'm just going to bring physical memes into the office. I love it. I think that's brilliant. Or no, just, we'll, just, we'll just be uh, either like, you'll describe it to them, right? 
So it's like they'll say something and you'll say, well, Kermit the Frog holding a tea glass would say this. <laughs> or you just act them out like a damn fool. Yeah, it, it loses something. Yeah, there's there's a particular gif on in our group, which we, it would probably be slightly odd to describe, but that poor fish, let's just say that. Right, so... Josh and Amanda, I feel terrible because I didn't ask you this at the start, but do you want to tell us about your podcast and also where people can find you and, and your That's socials? You. But yeah, let us let, know a little bit about what, what you, you get up to. Well, don't feel terrible because this is not a transactional thing. We really, really just enjoyed it. So don't feel terrible. Uh, we are super familiar with the Wilsons. Our podcast is, I mean, it's kind of like, like, this pretty much this just chatting about things although recently we've kind of added the twist where we talk to experts so you don't have to because i although i love doing comedy and i love uh building little audio bits and this and that i do want to leave the world a better place so uh we're trying to teach people stuff through our idiot humor but you just search super familiar with the wilsons wherever you get podcasts and that's where you'll find us and you've got, I have to say, a genius mind for quizzes as well, <laughs> your, your music quiz. I have to say that. Yeah, I enjoy giving the music quizzes. Y'all will have to come on so you can take a music quiz. Well, I want to. I want to be part of a, a, a Wilson quiz. I definitely do. I definitely do. Absolutely. Um, his, mind, his, his mind works in, in wonderful ways, Lou. Do you know what it is as well? I feel like we could do a really good culture clash episode as well because I feel like the talk about even like hospitals and that sort of thing yeah. could have been a really cool perspective thing. Well, we did, I feel like we did food with really Brendan from Unchef. We could do everything else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is true. Yeah, like we get like the culture fusion. This is there brilliant. you go. That's That'll have to be a month-long series that you all do after the what-ifs. <laughs> that's it that's it see now we don't even need to think about it because me and dan when we think about ideas for podcasts we basically send dan sends a whatsapp and says this is what i thought about i think about it and then spend three days looking at my phone at what dan's already said and think yeah okay let's just do this <laughs> because i'm like i'm blank i'm sitting there being like shit i've got no ideas <laughs> well, well the thing is josh is already because you know he's my american person that i fire all questions in America, do they do this? In America, so he is that person for me. I've seen this in X film. Is this actually that's right. really what that's right? <laughs> so my whole when I next go to the states, my whole experience is going to be based on what Josh has told me. So I'm, oh. I'm hoping he's telling me the truth. Christ, um, you should see how I maneuver life around here, and I've been here for a long time. Definitely don't model it after me. Okay, I was actually going to say uh, before we go, I, I did forget to say it in in the episode, but I was looking at the internet right again how recent the internet is you know in kind of real terms so again this is in the uk so in 2003 only 47 percent of the uk had internet access and that would have been like limited as access as well i imagine if i you know i remember using the internet at college so that would have been 96 95 96 so you know so even then sort of seven years later it was still less than half half the UK households, which I think is is amazing. And and only 58% had a PC, which is, you know, we're only talking 19 years ago. It's not that long. So I found that quite surprising. You know, when we, we, we've just been talking about the proliferation of like cell phones, the technology that came before it, that, that, that created all that was only, you know, is only even itself was only 19 years. If, if you think about it, 2007, the iPhone launched, 2003 only 50 percent of us had had internet 
Well, it's an interesting thing, and it's probably grist for another episode, but the speed at which technology is, is advancing seems to just be getting faster and faster. Yeah, oh, 100%. I feel like in my lifetime, even with when you look at things like cars, like, you know, mum and dad, petrol cars, now it's going electric, now it's going, like, even when you look at houses now, a lot more houses are getting solar panels on them to run entire houses. The way that phones have worked, like, even in my short lifetime, I've gone from a mobile phone that takes a couple of songs and a two megapixel camera to now one that takes better professional photos than photographers and has entire music libraries on it. It's it's crazy. But yeah, we can't stay cool in our own houses over here. So yeah, but yeah, we, yeah but this is what it is. We're actually twenty years behind you guys. I'm being serious. You need to download when it comes to convenience. the iFan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing it tonight. I'm doing it tonight. Right, Josh Avanda, any final words? It always sounds bad when you say it. Any final words from yourself? These are my last words I will ever say. Thank you for having us. There's another good episode idea. Just last words. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is actually a really good episode. It's like I'm, four I'm making words that. Long. Yeah. I'm making that. I'm, I'm, I'm writing that down. No, cheers for coming on and giving us two hours of your, of your Sunday. Um, Lou, anything from? And also a month worth of episodes. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Yeah, Lou, anything from you before we go? Um, no, although I just think it's really funny because in reality, do you know Apple? They just killed the iPod with the iPhone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, because I remember iPods were like a huge thing, and then people had iPhones, and they were like, "Why am I spending sixty nine p or seventy nine p on a song when I can just have an iPhone and do it free?" And now nobody has an iPod. I actually considered buying a really old one just for the sake of looking retro when I went on the tube. <laughs> that's great, digital hipster. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what it is? Yeah, Dan's 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 idea of being retro is like vinyl records on a record player. My my idea of retro is a, a, a swirly iPod. Do you know where you had that circle in the middle and you scrolled through songs like that? That's my idea. And the of iPhone one retro, from fifteen is. years ago. The right. <laughs> I'm buy, buy an iPhone three G. <laughs> right. Okay. So, Might get a Motorola Razor out. <laughs> we'll see you next week. We know there's a lot of podcasts from which you could choose. We thank you for listening to Casting Views. 